cover our bases Face it, you can't erase us Back and forth, watch where it take us Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our response is amazing Our bases covered, yeah Yeah, you know you love it Our thoughts, they be off of the dome First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather Then you know we bringing it home We cover our bases, face it You can't erase us Back and forth, watch how we shine Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it Always our responses be prime Our bases covered, Woo. Yeah, you know you love it No limits to where we can go So do grab a seat Oh no, this ain't MLB But you know it's time for the show All bases covered, my brothers Yeah, you know you love it We get it, yeah, we going in Yeah, we be focused like this is the bottom Welcome back to the All Bases Covered Podcast We are here on a Friday night uh, excited uh, to preview the upcoming uh, week one of college football among a huge, uh, as well as a huge uh, pay-per-view weekend for uh, wrestling. I got my boy Sam on the show. Uh, Sam, you've been busy, man. I know you're in the middle of a move, so I appreciate it, buddy, uh, just jumping on here. Yeah, you know, everyone needs their breaks, right? So uh, I figured I'd give myself an hour break and uh, tune in. And let's see, let's see what we got going on. Yeah, man. Uh, hopefully, uh, things don't go off the rails like they did on Monday. But uh, here, <laughs> crossing our fingers to a better show. <laughs> so, hey, while we wait for Josh and Joe to show up and we get into like the meat of the show, I know they're not huge NBA fans. So why don't we start this off before they get before they're able to join? Um, the Donovan Mitchell. Is it because they're white and they can't play basketball? Or? What's that, the reason why? That, that's what okay. I tend to think. Okay. So, you know, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> right. cool. So, uh, we got Donovan Mitchell. He's on the move uh, going to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Um, so, a fairly aggressive move for Cleveland, who I think, if I'm not mistaken, made the play-in tournament but got bounced before the playoffs started. Is that correct, Sam? Uh, let me just double check. I thought they were eighth seed for some strange reason. Um, but I, I do like what they did with, uh, you know, uh, uh, their their lineup. You know, they 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 now have Evan Mobley, Manning, power forward. They have Jared Allen at center. Um, they, they have Darius Garland still. But, yeah, they still but, have Garland. What about the the picks is what's concerning for me is the you most. Like, you don't like the fact that they're swaps, not just swaps, but they gave up three uh, three first round picks as well, two pick swaps. Mm. So okay. that to me, for you know, it'd be one thing if this was the Miami Heat who have a culture built of winning, mm-hmm. but the Cavs the last thirty years don't win unless LeBron James is in uniform. And even then, it takes a lot of, like, you know, LeBron playing chess and grabbing older pieces that may just work for the run type of deal. Even with that, that, that Kyrie Irving-led squad that beat the Warriors, um, they really did get lucky, you know. Yeah. They yeah. did get lucky. They had a lot of lucky bounces their way. Fate played in their favor. But that easily could have been a loss as well for them. Um. So, I don't know. To me, this deal is good for the Cavs, but it still doesn't push them into the upper four of the East. This doesn't – getting Donovan Mitchell does not make the yeah, Cavs – I think best. it pushes them up to, like, five, six, seven maybe, you know. And Probably that goes – Yeah. And that and that's, like, a high 
rating. I would say five is pretty high because I could easily eat the bulls at five. Yeah, or even um, possibly the Hornets, uh, who had a pretty good off season. No, but like you know what, they're not bringing back the Bridges guy that that yeah. had a bunch of like controversy around him. They don't know who, what he's going to do next. And I still think the Hornets need a little bit more time. They need to build around I mean Lamelo a little bit more. But it's definitely they're not better than the Bucks. They're not better than the Seventy Sixers. They're, they're not, not better than the Nets. As it stands today, than, right? And they're not better than the Celtics. And I don't think they're better than the Heat. So that's five teams we just named. The Nets could implode at any minute. They, they I was going to leave them off the list. Talent-wise, the Nets are still superior, right? But right. If they have team. all the pieces working, that's still yeah. a deadly team, a top three team. It is. But we're also asking it to work when it when it hasn't. So, and you know what? I, I honestly think that the Hawks are going to play better this year too. So I mean, there are a lot of lower lower bottom of the order teams that are trying to move up to the next tier. I think. Yeah. So here's something funny, and, and we welcome Josh to the show. Hey, buddy, welcome, welcome on. I uh, not not running What's too late. What's up, so. Alex? <laughs> We were going to skip past the NBA while you while you and Joe are running late. Uh, so we know you guys don't like to talk to While well, you guys are circle jerking each other. <laughs> no, I was taking my COVID test. Oh, you feeling sick there, buddy? I got the Chinese virus from fucking being got around some vid, Chinese man. Guy. Got the vid. Wow, he called it the Chinese virus. You know what? <laughs> I'm going to make you do an entire show dressed as Donald Trump as a pyramid of punishment there <laughs> just make you make uh i mean we can do the same thing with joe biden yeah there you one, go. one person there you has go. to do joe biden too <laughs> so uh i'll, I'll do it as mike tyson how about that oh that would be a good there one. we go um i i made a bet with steve guys i made a bet with biggins because he called me this morning all excited about the donovan mitchell trade and he's like dude title town city baby so Get the fuck out of here. Are you serious? Title Town, my nuts in your mouth. Yeah, it's it's crazy. But so the bet is this. Cavs make the NBA Finals. They win the East. All right. I have to do an entire calendar shoot in a Speedo. (laughs) I love it. But if they don't. He has to do an entire calendar shoot. That's even better. <laughs> Dude, tell, tell, him, tell him to, uh, tell him to uh, make sure he, he uh, markets some of the solar panels. Oh, yeah. Is, um, <laughs> is there any way to request that you not do that? Because, I mean, my, my stomach's turning right now. Sorry, Joe. Sorry, Joe. It's It's there. It's, 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 it's happening. I, I can't wait to see it personally. I'm, I'm pretty excited to uh, to see what uh, what comes up out of this. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. It should be. Uh, I don't think there's a prayer that the Cavs make it to the NBA Finals this season. No I, chance I, in hell, bro. No chance is, in hell. No chance. Yeah, they're not getting by the Celtics, the 76ers. The Bucks. They're not getting past the Bucks, man. It's just not happening. Yeah. Unless we get some weird year where like a bunch of guys get hurt, you know, then then all bets are off. But if like things stay status quo, 
and teams go into the playoffs largely healthy, I just I don't see the Cavs getting by any of these any of these teams right now. The Cavs And you know what? Their bigs have yet to play a full season together. You know? Yeah. Because they've both been injured and that's what happens with big men. When you run them forty forty four minutes, forty two minutes a game, they're gonna have ankle, knee, all kinds of other issues, you know? It's gonna happen. Yeah. Look at Chet Holmgren. He got crossed over by LeBron James, and he has he's out for the for for the whole year. Let's yeah. Dude, that's 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 painful for Oklahoma City because the one concern a lot of people had with Chet coming in. Oh, his durability is now like gone down the drain, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's it's gonna be bad. So, I, I and if know. you watch the play, he literally just backpedaled and like turned that ankle. That's all he did. Oh shit! Poor Chet. Looking like the fucking food critic from Ratatouille. Oh yeah. <laughs> All right. So uh, moving on, before uh, the meat of our show here is probably in the next two segments, uh, as we got a lot to cover. I just wanted to get in, get, go over some NBA stuff real quick, and we'll move the show along. Uh, Josh, I hope you're ready for things that piss me off because that will be coming up here in about five minutes. Um, but. Well, not really, but I, I can try to make it work. All right. All right. Um, well, John Wall. What, Joe? <laughs> Was somebody saying something? No, go ahead. Keep going. Okay. Uh, John Wall says he considered taking his own life during a time in the last three years when he was dealing with a torn Achilles and the deaths of family members at the height of COVID. Uh, he's only 31 years old. Uh, he's coming back to play for the Clippers this season. I mean, to me, that's, you know, you, have, you look at someone who's an NBA player who's, who's got money, um, and he was thinking about committing suicide. He was just really depressed. He tore his Achilles. His mom got sick and died. His grandma passed shortly thereafter, uh, all during COVID. Um, he was just in a dark place, and you know this just goes to show that just because just because people have money, man, they're not always mentally healthy. You see a lot of people. I mean, Carl Anthony Towns belongs on that list too, right, Mike? Yeah, he had his, he had his mom pass away from COVID, and he had to go through a lot of mental struggle just to even play another game of basketball, which is it's crazy. I mean, a lot of props to, to these guys for getting over what they got over, but. Yeah, it, you're absolutely right, Mike. All the money in the world still doesn't change the way you feel. Exactly. No, money I mean, look at Robin Towns. I, I didn't hear you, Joe. I'm sorry. I said money does not buy you happiness. No. Uh, no, I think I think I mean, Wall's career kind of started taking taking that downward turn when he got hurt in Washington. Um, not the first time, the last time. And then um, the fact that he had to deal with everybody talking to him. And kind of booing yep. him on because he was getting paid while he was injured. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And then just all the talk between, oh, he's, this team's wanting to trade him. This team's wanting to trade for him. This team's wanting to trade for him. And that's yeah, like no one wants to pay the $44 million that he's owed. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, that's a, lot, that's a lot to be on his plate. Like, damn, no one fucking wants him. What's going on? Yeah, and like, this guy was like an all-star. He was a perennial all-star. He was an all-star multiple years in a row. Yeah. Led the league in assists, uh, like, I think one year or two years, possibly. He was in five in steals for multiple years. Yeah. 
good player, great player, I think. He's a very good player. I think maybe now he, he goes to a situation where he's not expected to do a lot, and he now gets to fit in with Kawhi Leonard coming back, Paul George, along some other players there with the Clippers. And quietly, the Clippers could be a sleeper team. Nobody's talking about the Clippers going into the season. All the talk out west is focused on – it's focused on the Suns and the Warriors and what the Lakers are going to do. And no one's talking about the Clippers, who get Kawhi Leonard back finally this season. And, and, and quietly, too, the Nuggets get back Jamal Murray, too. Exactly. Exactly. The Nuggets want Jamal Murray and Michael, and Michael Porter. Right? And Michael Porter back. So a lot of things could happen. And John Wall, even if he's not his all-star self, let's say he comes back to the Clippers and he averages 13 points and eight assists a game. and gives Oh, that's back. great defense and get some steals that I mean that's they don't need him to be 20 points a game nine assists John Wall they don't they, you know but he showed flashes like if in, in a seven game series if yeah. it came down to and John Wall was asked to drop 30 points he probably could do that man you know yeah um because he's not getting he's not getting the first premier defender on him anymore because the right. premier defenders on Kawhi or Paul George or someone else you know he might get second look or even third in some scenarios, which he'll take advantage of. He'll, he'll exploit. He could still do that. Yep, 100%. All right, guys, now the time has come for Josh's famed things that piss me off. We have pushed Chronic Corner for another week. But, uh, as always, we, we got work it on R&D. <laughs> we got <laughs> our old-timey music track ready to go for Josh. And here we go. Well, I got three this week. Things that pissed me off. Number three, COVID. Because your boy got fucking COVID right before the Notre Dame and Ohio State game that I was supposed to go to, but now I fucking can't. So fuck you, COVID. You pissed me off. Number two, play calling at last night's game. COVID. What the Number fuck? two. Oh, no, produced play calling last night against Penn State. What the fuck were you thinking? Run the goddamn ball. Run the fucking clock out, you dumbasses. And number one, I fucking can't stand employees that are late, and then they want to bitch about it when you write them up and they don't take responsibility of it. That pisses me off. That's my segment for today. I will have five more on my next segment. So thank you. This is the thing that pissed me off. All right. Josh, I, I would have said, you know, number three is COVID, number two is COVID, number one is COVID. <laughs> They're all Josh, COVID how do you think you got, how do you think you got COVID? Was it from one of the kids bringing it home from school, or do you think you got it from work or something? I don't know. Shannon started getting sick uh, earlier in the week, and she tested positive, and then um, – so we kept the kids home. We had to call because Paige and Hunter both started getting sore throats, so we kept them home. I was yeah. fine the whole time. And then Thursday, yesterday, the baby started feeling sick. He got tested. He po- he tested positive. Uh, Hunter and Paige both t- tested negative, and then uh, I started feeling a little sick um, right around three thirty, four o'clock. So I just went ahead and took a test and popped up positive. Uh, so, 
Yep. You sound pretty good. It's the one test you want to fail, right? Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. right? But yeah, no, I don't I mean, think I'm fine. fine. I don't, I'm not. I'm not like deathly sick. It's more the head cold bullshit. You know, once you test positive, it's also change of season, right, Josh? Like you're probably dealing with like some up and down weather too, like kind of allergy type ish season, changing of season type as well. Exactly, and that's what I thought it was at first. So, but yeah, I mean that was that's the one thing I was afraid of. I was like, man, kids are going back to school. They're going to bring some shit home. I just know it's going to happen. Sure enough, two weeks later, yeah. uh, we're fucking affected. So, <laughs> I think uh, he's going to have a loading on Sunday. I'm still blaming him. Wow. Wow. Well, here's before that <laughs> comment, I was going to wish you a speedy recovery, but now you can go fuck yourself. <laughs> oh, actually, you know what? I do, I do want to say one thing, which I, I apologize. I'm a terrible friend, uh, but happy happy late birthday, buddy. It was, Thanks, it was Mikey's birthday yesterday. Turned a big 4 L. <laughs> big 40. Hey, guys. What? What's that sound? I didn't what the fuck was Who's that manning show? the soundboard at this point? <laughs> How was that? <laughs> oh, God. All right. Um, Man, you ruined my so, happy birthday to fucking Mike, you sure? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, I was going to say, you probably have a sore throat because you've been gargling all those dogs in your mouth. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I do, I do <laughs> got a sore throat. Going on to some NFL football real quick and then our big meaty segment of uh, the segment three. But uh, uh, Garoppolo and the surprise to everybody is coming back to the 49ers on a six and a half million dollar deal where they turned his 24 plus million dollar contract to 6.5 million dollars. But apparently he can't be traded uh, during the season. He has a no trade clause. Okay. And he's got incentives that could raise his payday to 15.4 million. uh, If he, you know, starts, He's betting on the he's betting on the fact that Trey Lance sucks, bro. That's what he's betting on. Yeah, I guess to an extent. And he's hoping to get paid probably next year when he becomes a free agent. He can't be franchise tagged. So the deal in his contract is he can't be franchise tagged next year, and he has a no trade clause this year. So he is like a hundred percent in control of where he's going to go and sign next year. But if I'm Trey Lance, I'm like, man. Like, y'all didn't straight trade him away. What does that mean for me? Like, what do you think of me that you didn't feel comfortable enough in trading Jimmy Garoppolo, that you brought this man back on a, on a deal where he can't be traded and he can't be franchise tagged? I think that shows that he's on a short leash as well, man. Yeah. Dan likes to play chess, bro. Like, he, he wants to show – I guess he wants the best out of Lance. He wants to let him know that, you know, he has someone right behind him <clears throat> that can come in and, and probably run the job too. Yeah. Or could could this be the insurance policy? Like, hey, you know what? Trey Lance got hurt last year. He's a mobile quarterback. What is where's the Ooh. chance that he might get hurt? I've got a good backup QB. Yeah, the man the team at that for point. A backup. Yeah, take someone that knows yeah, the I offense mean, and still can run with it. Exactly. I mean, if the Bengals, if Joe Burrow goes down again, we got Brandon Allen and fuck. 
we're back to a, a three four win team. So. Oh yeah. It just 100%. makes it, 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 in my personal opinion, really it makes understood. sense that they did that. I, I never really understood why they don't develop backups as well as they used to. And it makes sense if you're good enough. If you're good enough to be a starting quarterback, you probably will start somewhere. Well, the reason why no, they don't exactly. develop no point in sitting that. The reason they don't develop them like they used to when you had Steve Young and you had some of these other guys ride the bench. Even as late as like Rodgers. Rodgers sat sat behind far. Brett. So the, the the reason is threefold, basically. One is the salary cap restrictions. Now, back in the day, they didn't have salary cap restrictions. Number two. Teams have realized that their best bet to get to a Super Bowl is when your QB is on a rookie contract. You can load up everywhere, wide receiver, offensive line, defensive line, linebacker, wherever. You can load up and pay. So why not load up on another quarterback as well if you have a high pick? Because why, though? Just in case your your, your number one guy, the one that you think is is the dude, goes down. Yeah, but you see. Goes down or he doesn't pan out. Or he doesn't pan out, right? If he doesn't pan, or he doesn't pan out, but sure. But then you're back to square one. But at that point, you're hoping. Like if you look at all the teams, see, like, you're not. Yeah, I, I no, I get what you're saying. I completely yeah. get what you're saying. No, uh, it makes sense from a salary perspective. But like, you know, you have a lot of teams where the backup is good enough to start somewhere else. Like Jimmy is good enough to start in Cleveland, you know, over Jacoby. So let me ask you. I mean, I would I would even say that that kid from the Ravens last year, Hundley, that dude was oh, yeah. pretty he damn good. good. He looks good. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I think he could probably be a starter somewhere properly. So let me ask you guys: Would you do what Washington did uh, about twelve years ago, which was when they drafted RG three, but then they took Kirk Cousins in the fourth round? See, I like that. Why not insurance policy? Yeah. Okay. But the problem is that they ended up paying in the long run because Kirk ended up being better than RG3 because of injuries or whatever. But because he was a fourth-round pick, they didn't have his first five years like they would a first-round pick. Right. So they, they had to keep franchise tagging him later on as the years went on and he got better and he was a starting quarterback. And they paid him a lot of money in those franchise years. Franchise tag year? They tagged him like two years in a row, I think, yeah. maybe even three. Yep, $35. Yeah, they paid him good, good money. Oh, yeah. Hundred percent. Um, so speaking of uh, starting quarterbacks that we got, Russ Wilson also just got paid. Fully Russ. guaranteed, man. Everyone's going after that fully guaranteed money. Dude, oh. I thought he only got one hundred and fifty guaranteed. Hundred and sixty. I didn't think he got the full right. contract. I thought it was only one hundred and fifty. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I take that back. Uh, I I mixed that up with Lamar Jackson looking for a, a Deshaun Watson yeah. type of deal, a fully guaranteed deal. So. Is Denver going to regret that deal because Russ is 34? Let's no. say he could play till he's 38, all right? That gives them a four-year window of playing, okay. right? In those four years, if they can, I don't know, bring in more maybe some free agents, you know, draft well, who knows? But that the problem is that the, the, the division that he plays in is murderer's row, you know? It's terrible. It to play a lot of yeah. really good teams. Yeah, I, I agree. I think I think he's got a better offense around him now than he did, did in Seattle. I mean, you got Jerry Judy, you got Corlin Sutton and Tim Patrick, and then you got some a decent um, tight end. Patrick that Dow. defense is still really Patrick good. 
But so, you still have two good runners. You have Melvin Gordon is serviceable, yep. and so is Javante Williams. Exactly. I mean, he, had, he had talent in Seattle. He had Lockett and Metcalf. And then uh, for the long Carson time, did well for a year or two. Yeah, they always had a good run game there. But oh, Seattle's downfall was they could never put an offensive line in front of them after those Super Bowl runs. Once they paid Russ, they couldn't put a they couldn't put an offensive line in front of them, and now and they couldn't put a defense either, out either. Exactly, and now the Broncos, who have been, you know, famous for their defense, right, uh, since Peyton Manning was there, uh, when they kind of carried them to a Super Bowl. Yeah, those were the Demarcus Ware, uh, Von Miller years, right? Yeah, you are now getting a 34 year old Russell Wilson, who I don't know if Russell Wilson will age well into this contract. I don't know if he'll be like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Drew Brees as he gets older. He, he's still playing at a high level. I'm not sure because part of Russell Wilson's magic is, is his ability to escape pressure. And as his legs get a little older, will he still be able to do that? And now, mind you, Russell Wilson is also, what, 5'10", 5'11"? So he's on the smaller side. So I, well, but I think he's proven it as a pocket passer, though. Mike, I think as he ages, he'll realize that he'll have to stay in the pocket more and, and work on his accuracy like Drew Brees did as he aged because Drew Brees kind of aged really well into the, the type of player, the type of quarterback that he was. Yeah, but and you got to remember, uh, Denver has a better offensive line, too, that he's going to play behind than he did in Seattle. He so he's probably not going to have to too. be as mobile. Well, even if he, he stays in the pocket, right. so being that he's only, you know, what, 5'10", uh, 5'11", I mean, he's he's going to have difficulty because uh, getting the ball over his line. Uh, he's he's so, made a career of getting it over the line. Let's, let's get, let's get away it. from how short he is. He, he's a Super Bowl-winning quarterback. He's been there twice. Let's get over the height. He, he's no longer a, a factor anymore. Right. No, he, he literally molded his game after Drew Brees. Drew Brees is also 5'10", 5'11", but guess what? Exactly. He relied on his accuracy. He relied on, on the work that he put in with, him, in with him and his receivers. But he didn't stay in the pocket. Brees he does in the stay pocket. in the pocket Absolutely a lot more. he did. Brees stayed in the pocket. Once, what football games are you watching, Joe? Like, we only know you watch uh, yeah, the Bengals. Come on. Oh, my God. That's your COVID dick, you fuckers. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, moving on. I think I think Russ uh, will age, will not age too well in, in the Denver system, but I, I think that people are mistaken the fact that he can both be still be relatively mobile and play in the, in the pocket, and we'll see. He's got options to th- to throw to, so and, he can. And you got to remember that that forty yard throw he was making in Seattle becomes a sixty yard throw in Denver too. So that ball is right. gonna be an awful lot lighter there. I it, it definitely helped Peyton Manning when he went there. That's probably the and reason he why speed. he signed he, there. He has speed. He actually has. He, he I mean, he had DK in, in Seattle, but he has two really good receivers. Yep. Okay. Fair. Uh, last thing I want to ask, and Josh, you're probably Josh and Joe, you will both be homers about this question. I already know it. But before we get into our jam-packed last segment, all right, your franchise, you're you're a 
team that's in desperate need of a quarterback. You're a New York Giants or maybe you're Washington Commanders or Atlanta Falcons, whoever. One of the two of these teams that probably finishes with a pretty bad record. Who do you like better as a franchise QB, Bryce Young or C.J. Stroud? All right, so you're you're asking me that question? You're asking everybody, Sam yeah, first. Everybody, everybody on the show, whoever wants to answer it, but, yeah, um, everybody. I like C.J., to be honest with you, just my opinion um, okay. from what I've watched and what I've seen. I think his game could translate well in the NFL, given the system that he plays in. And uh, that's just again my my choice. Okay. You're you're gonna you're gonna be surprised. I would say Bryce Young. Last really? year, I am. I I mean I like C.J. Stroud. I thought he there was games that he he balled out in, but the games he yeah. struggled in, you could tell like he wasn't comfortable in the um there he was looking down uh, receivers. That's why he was able to get picked off. There was a, a few bad passes. Um, I don't know. I just did not like him back there as a QB. He wasn't. He wasn't Justin Fields that you got used to the year before and the year prior to that. It was just, and then his ability to not want to run when he needed to. I, sorry, Oregon. The Oregon game. Um, the Michigan. I think there was another game that was fourth and one. And they they go for it and they don't make it. Like, come on! If that was Justin Fields, if that was any of the other running quarterbacks that Ohio State had, that quarterback wants the ball in his hands. He's going to go get it, right? C.J. Stroud, I just did not feel had that. So, and I think Bryce Young has the upper leg in that. I think he's more of a go getter, and will try to win you the game compared to C.J. Stroud right now. Maybe that changes in year two. I guess we'll find out this year. Okay. Fair enough. I I don't know. I, I'm gonna have to watch. I'm gonna have to watch probably this season and see. But I I I don't know. As of right now, I like C.J. Stroud better. But we'll see how this plays how this plays out. And it could end up being that none of these cats are elite at the NFL level, and someone comes out of nowhere, kind of like how Kenny Pickett did. And, and steals the show, and it could be someone like Tyler Van Dyke down at Miami. So it'll be interesting to see. Uh, but I, I definitely, I definitely, so far, I like Stroud a little bit better than Bryce Young, even though Bryce Young won the Heisman last year. Alabama QBs as a whole, Alabama as a whole, unless it's certain positions, they haven't produced at the NFL level. They really haven't. If you if you go back and look. Running back, running backs from Alabama have not produced in the NFL except for a hand, except for a few. But look, if you look at all the running backs since Nick Saban has been there that have come from Alabama, so many of them are busts after like a couple of years. Um, even offensive linemen from Alabama have not fared very well. But if you get like a defensive lineman or a linebacker or a receiver from Alabama, I think. In certain cases, even a corner, maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Quarterback, you look at Tua, he hasn't done much of anything. Mac Jones is, he had a pretty good rookie year. We'll see what he develops into. But 
I, I, I don't really know. I'm not – Alabama, for whatever reason, they're, they have loads of talent. They win a lot in college, but they don't translate to the NFL level for some reason. So I'm kind of – I mean, I, you I'm, could say that about Ohio yeah. State too. No. I, they, no, you really could. But with, uh, what quarter, position, with the quarterback yeah. position, quarterback position, they really they have good I'll, quarterbacks. They never translate. Yeah, uh, the receivers have been corner. translating some of their corners, but there yeah. are corners that are drafted in the first round that just don't pan out either. So, all right, I'll give I'll give you some of these people that don't pan out, like Damon Arnett and a few others. But that's every school. But if you look at Alabama, a lot of their guys don't translate well to the NFL. At least Ohio State, they got receivers, they got DBs, they got, uh, you know, they got running backs that are all, have, except for Trey Sermon, he's really the, the only running back that they've put in the NFL recently that has been a flat-out bust. Uh, but, you know, I, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, it's a long season. Remember, Tua had a lot of hype. Uh, he won the national title. He was – he was uh, he looked like he was going to murder it, then he gets hurt right before he goes to the draft. So, anything can happen. All right, guys. So, we are in the final segment. We got about 25 minutes left, so this has worked out perfectly. Uh, I want to preview – I wanted to get, if we have some time, to some of the college games that happened yesterday. Josh, you kind of mentioned the Penn State-Purdue game. I wanted to discuss that a little bit. I wanted to talk about maybe safe bets for college football, but – that's going to go on the back burner for now if we have time for it. Before we get to our big wrestling <clears throat> pay-per-view weekend uh, that I want to discuss, I've got the Pyramid of Punishment set up here. I have the rules here. Then I have all the punishments written down, okay? So, here we go. For the rules, you pick a team – and whatever spread that they have for their game, that's the one that you get. Uh, you get one putback. So, for instance, if you draw if you draw the Texans, who are minus eight underdogs or um, plus eight underdogs, and you're like, "Fuck, I wanna I wanna uh, put this back and draw again," you have to stick with whatever you draw the second time. You can't say, "Why well, choose the first one?" You have to stick with whatever the second one is that you pick. All right, your picks are. Uh, and we don't do Thursday games. We're going to pick on Friday's shows. We'll do the Sunday and Monday games. Uh, so that's what will be available, but we're not going to do the Thursday games. If you if you pick a team who happens to be on a bye, you have to pick again. Here's what's in the bucket to draw from. We have the NFL, the 32 NFL teams. Instant double death, which means you get hit with two punishments if you draw that one. You have a pick swap helmet, so you happen to draw last, you know, and, and, you know, Sam draws the Chiefs who are playing, you know, the Seahawks or something, uh, and you want to swap that pick, you can do that. You get the golden helmet of freedom, which is everybody that you're safe for that week. Nothing bad can happen for that week. You've got the golden helmet of freedom. There's no pick for you. You're good to go. And that can also be pick swapped for remember. So if someone draws a pick swap helmet, they can take your golden helmet of freedom. And then we have the pay everyone five bucks. Okay. If you lose, 
if you lose, you have to pick a punishment from the pyramid. Now, this is why I want to ask you guys. Do you guys want to do it at random where – where the punishment is random, or do you want to, or do you guys want to be able to pick the punishment that you guys do? No, it's got to be random. What are, but what are, no. the punishment is who's who's the one picking the teams, and then the golden helmet. Well, we have to figure that out because we're not all in studio, right? So, like, I was exactly. gonna have, I was gonna have, I was gonna put all the helmets in a bucket and then have my wife. Pick the pick the helmets out, and we could do set up like a Zoom call so everybody can see can see everything. I was about to say because I don't trust you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, somehow uh, Louis got the golden helmet every week. <laughs> shit! No, no, I no. There'll be a fair way to do. It. We can either set up a Zoom call and pick it in front of everybody, or have my wife pick it, but. That that was if the, you cheat uh, at fantasy football, you will cheat at this. Wow! Fuck you! Fuck you! I've not cheated <laughs> in fantasy football in fifteen years. But thank you for keeping bringing up old shit and beating a dead horse. But oh, anyway, I will beat that dead horse like you beat your meat every week. Here are the punishments, guys. All right, this is what I'm going to go down. I put them into tiers, but we're not doing the we're not doing that anymore. We're not doing. We're not doing tiers like where if your team loses by X amount of points, we're not doing that. We're just going to say, fuck it, this is the way it's going to go, and you have to pick a random puni- a random punishment selected for you. This is what I got. If we need to add to this, we can. But let me run down this list real quick. We got drink a glass of pickle juice. We got the Beyonce. Put a blonde wig on and surround yourself with oscillating fans and lip sync single ladies for 30 seconds. We have the millennial hold a selfie stick while continuously live streaming on Facebook for 20 minutes. 12 hours of Cage. Watch 12 hours worth of Nicolas Cage movies over a weekend. The crisscross. Do an entire show dressed like crisscross, wearing backwards shirt and jeans. Dressed as a narwhal for Halloween, so have like a giant like unicorn horn coming out of your forehead. We got Turkey Leg Mike into a turkey leg for an entire show. Uh, I have on here, cover yourself in Ed Hardy stickers and take lots of uh, pictures so we can post it off uh, onto our Twitter account. And then we have the Cam Newton, do a different TD dance before every segment for one show. Uh, Next up, we got eating an entire raw onion. We have the Slimer, stand at the base of a ladder and have someone dump a large bucket of slime onto you. We have the any given Sunday deliver Al Pacino's famous speech one inch at a time to people at a bar. The dog faced gremlin do an entire photo shoot dressed as Rick Steiner. The meat sweats eat a whole package of bologna in 30 minutes. Uh, the Phil Jackson Wear 11 ring pops on your fingers for an entire show. The Zeke Elliott, film yourself working out in a half shirt. <clears throat> the Rocky Three tandem punishment. So this is two people have to do this. So this is a grid of punishment. If two people lose, or a pyramid of punishment, two people lose, they have to do this. 
recreate – we don't have a beach here, but we can do it on the street. But recreate the beach training scene, uh, the last training montage, Rocky Three, shot for shot, in similar attire to uh, Apollo Creed and Rocky uh, in, in that movie. If you don't know what I'm talking about, watch the, the training montage. You'll see. It's when they, you know, they're racing down the beach, and then uh, they make it, and they leap into each other's arms in the ocean. Uh, too Fast, Too Furious. Watch the entire collection of Fast and Furious films over an entire weekend. We have cosplay. Go to a new movie dressed as one of the characters. So a Marvel movie, maybe a new Guardians of the Galaxy. Maybe you're dressing up as Star-Lord. The soup can. Drink an entire cold can of tomato or mushroom soup. We have The Wrestler. Oil yourself up, take your shirt off, and cut a minute-long promo. This has to be, obviously, video recorded. The Along Came Polly. Joe, nice and sweaty, and then the loser has to take a belly shot to the face, much like Ben Stiller does in the movie. We have the Juggalo. Must dress as an ICP member for Halloween. The one chip I've been down. watching Workaholics. That's a good one. Yes, exactly. <laughs> the one chip challenge. Do a cryotherapy session. Uh, if you don't know what that is, uh, you have to go into like the cold chamber. They have them all over the place, but you have to do one cryotherapy session. We have Tis the Season, which is you have to wear holiday clothes and walk around your neighborhood singing Christmas carols. And then we have the Casino Royale, which may have to be paid in the summertime, but film a short video of yourself emerging from the ocean in a Speedo, much like Daniel Craig did in the movie. And then the final punishment I have here is the photo shoot. Recreate iconic Hollywood pictures and make a calendar, much like, you know, like, for instance, like Burt Reynolds naked with a bare skin rug covering him. Pick out, we'll pick out 12 iconic pictures and loser has to, recreate make a calendar of those so that's all the punishments that that we've had uh that that we were able to come up with some of these were newer some of these i thought of over the weekend or over the last few days but how are we feeling about those punishments what do you think is the worst one i mean they're all pretty much i i think relatively in the same area of like you know punishment wise but like the, the the recreating the Rocky scene, I think that that would be tough to do. You know, I think we can do it. I think the yeah. one that I don't want to, the one I'm dreading the most, is definitely either the soup can, or or 100. percent I have to say the uh, the one chip challenge or the cosplay going to a movie dressed as one of the characters. So I used to make fun of even them. that's not too bad though. I mean, it's still okay. I think the cut, the oil up and and cutting the promo is pretty bad. Or lip thinking, or lip thinking Beyonce is kind of bad. <laughs> or, or or giving the speech at a bar, the the, the uh, Al Pacino speech. That's pretty that bad one too. Is, that, that one's pretty tough. That one's that is that is pretty tough. Oh fuck! Everybody be staring at you like, what the fuck is this guy's problem? <laughs> Luckily, all four of us are married, so it's not like we're ending our fucking chances for the night. So at least that's that's the good part is that all four of us are married uh, and we don't have to worry about anything uh, because we're not out there trying to meet chicks anymore. So on the plus side, that's the silver lining for that one. So 
Joe, Josh, any thoughts? Any any ones that you definitely don't want to do, or any ones where you're like, ah, oh, that wouldn't be too bad. I think I'd like to do that one. I, I, I'm just picturing Joe's belly in your face. <laughs> I'm just picturing that. You know, I find that because you like got to get on your knees to do that, Louie. I like that my stomach became a part of the punishment, but I will point out, like um, a certain COVID person right now has gotten a little bit of a beer gut and he's got a hairier chest than I, uh, stomach than I do. So just I am. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll do a toss up between who gets sweaty and has to, has to rub their belly all over someone's face. <laughs> but I, would, I, I will prayerfully say like, I mean, I can pretty much handle any of them. Uh, but, uh, I, I'm gonna tell you right now, like, I'm bowing out on, like, I will not eat a whole onion. I won't eat a fucking onion. Fuck that. Oh, I mean, that's easy, dude. What do you mean? That's easy nah, peasy. The pickle juice, the soup, the yeah. onion, that's all bullshit. <laughs> yeah. The, the only thing I'm really worried about is the fucking chip. Oh, yeah. Me too, man. I'm not even worried about the chip, man. The chip? I can't oh, handle I, spice, I, though. Yeah. I'll be crying like a yeah, bitch. I can handle my spice. I can't. Yeah. Oh, all right, guys. So that's what we have. We might have to add more to it depending on how much we lose. But uh, that's that's the gist of it. So now we want to go. I want to get into some wrestling. Um, big pay per view weekend. I, to my memory, I can't ever remember another promotion, even WCW, I don't think ever did this, where they had a pay-per-view on the same weekend as WWE. I don't remember WCW doing it. And I don't, you know, obviously TNA isn't that big of a company. They were never much of a threat to WWE, but I can't remember them ever, ever trying to compete. But AEW is going head-to-head with Clash at the Castle, where AEW's pay-per-view is Sunday, Clash at the Castle is Saturday. So let's start with WWE, Clash of the Castle. I don't think it's a smart, smart idea, just, you know, throwing it out there. What point of view? Okay. I, I don't think AEW well, is I, smart in making that decision. Honestly, I, I, I don't think it's going to matter. You're, you're going to get your hardcore wrestling fans to watch you either Sunday, Saturday, or Sunday. Um, I, I, I don't see it as a, as a big mistake by AEW at all. Because you got to remember, WWE. So, so Sunday, their, Sunday there's no football. Sunday. Sunday there's no football, right? Yeah. But no Saturday football. there is college Correct. football. Correct. And big games going on too. I mean, you got Ohio State Notre Dame starting at eight o'clock. That pay per view goes on. Well, actually, is that pay per view earlier in the day because it's in it's in uh, Scott in the it's UK? In so that might come on at like three four o'clock. I think yeah, I think it's on in the afternoon. I think it. I think it streams in the afternoon. Yeah. So I. I mean that that's a big thing too. Yeah, hundred percent. So looking at the card for Clash of the Castle, it's not overwhelming matches, but the, there's two matches that I am looking forward to. We have Matt Riddle versus Seth Rollins, and then obviously the Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre matchup, which I I'm told. They're really debating. It's a it's a big debate if, if McIntyre is going to take the title off or take the titles off Roman Reigns at this pay per view. Then what they might do is have McIntyre drop 
one of the titles and keep the other one and and, and split the titles again. But um, this Matt Riddle, Seth Rollins, I don't know if you saw it, Josh. Did you see what happens when they kind of went off the air a little bit, but they did this promo? And then Riddle made a joke about, oh, there's only one man in your family, and that's Becky Lynch. And they cut it at yeah. that. But after they cut back to it, Seth Rollins was like, oh, you want to talk about my family? Let's talk about your family and how, like, you're divorced and your kids left you because you're such a bitch or something like that. And, like, Riddle looked heated. And I don't know if it was for show or what, but that shit, did, that shit looked unscripted to me. So, Josh, I don't know if you saw that, that clip or not. No, I, I didn't see that clip, but uh, so Riddle's been in the news this week about some more allegations against him anyway, uh, okay. some more sexual abuse-type stuff. So, I mean, it could have been a shot, but who really knows? Uh, but, I mean, Seth Rollins is going to make it personal. I mean, that's that's a great deal, you know? That's what you're supposed to do. Make it personal. Get the other person to react. I'm sure it was discussed in advance. So maybe I, I don't not, but because I'll tell you what that because that was off air, but it was it was captured because WWE cut after the part where Riddle said, "There's only one man in your family, and that's that's Becky." And um, this was kind of they were showing, and then like Riddle's like, "Where the fuck are you at?" I'm, where the fuck are you filming at? I'm going to come fucking find you and kick your ass. Like, he looked heated. He looked mad. Like, he couldn't even get the words out. I, I, you got to pull up the YouTube clip, Josh, because that – it could have been kayfabe and it could have been fake, but that shit – that shit right there made me, like, be like, I got to fucking tune in and see Riddle versus Seth Rollins. I got to watch that match because, honestly – Yeah, but if they're going to post that on YouTube, come on. You know, You know that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to bring heat. I mean, I think it was all—I think it was all storyline, because I mean that's what Seth Rollins is, is there to do—is piss these people off, get the fans' attention, yeah. um, become that great heel. Because that's one thing that you're you're kind of missing is that big great heel uh, on Monday Night Raw, and you you don't have that big baby face. So I think that's what they're trying to do with Riddle is make him that big baby face right now. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, so, and do you think there's going to be any surprises in this show? Are we going to see anybody return at Clash at the Castle, or do you think? Do you, what are the odds? Do you think that McIntyre takes the straps off of Roman Reigns tomorrow? I mean, I I, I kind of been hearing the same thing you have been uh, about Roman Reigns dropping the strap, but the problem is, is they they. It depends on how they say it. Is this for the Universal Championship? Is this for less it's for the undisputed. how they announce it? It's for the undisputed. And not for the undisputed both titles? Um, for both titles. Because that's how I heard they, they're going to try to get away with it. Is No, this wasn't for both the straps. This was for the Universal title, or this was for the SmackDown title. Okay. Um, but, I mean, I did hear them possibly keeping one strap on Roman and – letting him continue to dominate SmackDown, and then the, the strap goes back over to the USA Network for Raw. So let me ask um, you a question, because right now both McIntyre and Reigns are on SmackDown, but the draft is coming up soon. Is there any way 
they have Drew McIntyre take the straps off Roman Reigns, but then maybe on a SmackDown, they fight for one of the titles, Reigns gets it, and then they move McIntyre from SmackDown over to Raw. Yeah, I mean, that's a possibility. Um, But why would you let – I don't like that whole back and forth, the thing that AEW is about to do with, like, CM Punk and John Moxley. I don't like that. I'm sorry to interrupt, Josh. I, I I still think you need some of these marquee, uh, you know, guys on, on their respective shows. Like, what? Yeah. If you pull them off of SmackDown, who are you kind of promoting into his position on SmackDown? No, I mean, and, and that's that's what's going to get me to uh, the rumors that that I've been hearing is uh, Braun Strowman's coming back. Yeah. Um, either that that might be a surprise here at Clash. Uh, another surprise I heard is Tyson Fury showing up, uh, especially after Drew McIntyre challenged him. Um, there's still that rumor with Bray Wyatt. Um, yeah. but I did hear it was confirmed that Strowman should be on Monday Night Raw this coming Monday, so he might show up on on Saturday. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I mean... I, I don't know, but here's the one I could see, Josh, and to your point, maybe they make McIntyre fight on both Raw and SmackDown because with Roman Reigns working a part-time schedule, I'd heard that Triple H doesn't want the champion to be a part-timer at all. He doesn't like that. No, he thinks that they should be. Yeah. He thinks that, you know, if they want to save Reigns for, like, big-time fights and have him fight at, like, six pay-per-views a year or make the random appearance on, like, SmackDown or Raw, then then take the straps off him, and maybe McIntyre will pull double duty. Maybe he'll wrestle on Raw and on SmackDown. I personally like the idea of one championship. I don't like having all these different titles. I get it when you have a brand split, you know, that makes sense, but I don't think they should do a brand split anymore. I don't think their roster is deep enough because what happens is you have these brand splits and you start to see the same matchups over and over and over and over again because these guys are contracted to one show. And if you open up the roster, you can see so so many But that's more. kind of where you're, you're, you're not thinking about the two companies that are running the shows, Fox and USA. And USA. Two completely yeah. different networks. They both have their own directions. They both have, like, who they want for superstars on their shows. Yeah. And that's why they have to do that brand split to make, each, like, Fox happy. They have to make USA happy. Uh, that's why the brand split, that's why they have to have two titles and everything like yeah. that. Now, if USA and Fox had a, an agreement, then, then it would be fine. Kind of like with AEW, it's TNT and TBS, but they're owned by the right. same network. So right. All right, speaking of um, AEW, they're – sorry, go ahead. Uh, and go ahead. then what's your, your point, too, with, uh, like, Roman Reigns being a part-time? I think that's what yeah. kind of sets up AEW. Like, John Moxley's been fighting as a, a champion almost every single week, a new, a new competitor. So he's given that yeah. opportunity to somebody, and that's exciting to watch. So I think that's sure. what WWE's missing big time without having a champion there every week. Um, 
Now moving on to the AEW pay per view, dude. This is they got fourteen matches lined up. This is a jam packed. Jam packed, yeah. It's a jam packed card, man. High flying jam packed from the moment. And I don't really, but now this is another promotion now that seemingly has too many titles. They have the All Atlantic Championship, the FTW Championship. They have the Women's World Championship. They have the TBS Championship for the women. They have. World Tag Team, World Trios, World Championship. We And we're not even seeing – I don't even think we're seeing Wardlow. Oh, he is. He's in a six-man tag yeah, team is. match. But we're not even seeing Wardlow defend his title, which was uh, – what, what's the men's version of the TBS Championship, the TNT Championship, something like that? I think yeah, the TNT, TNT title. Yeah. The TNT title. But we the got tel- a lot of TNT matches. Television. Okay. Um, hey, I got a quick question, Mike. Yeah. Um, Turner Sports owned WCW, right? Correct. Couldn't they bring back? Isn't and isn't TNT and TBS still Turner Sports? Couldn't they bring back some of those WCW Nitro belts instead of the oh, TNT no. belt and TBS belt? WWE owned WCW. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah I mean so. WWE bought all the rights. Like you'll you'll hear some of the pay per views uh, in a even Nitro, like they own the, the, the tag name Nitro. Yeah. Okay, wow. So that's why we can't see the, the iconic big gold belt anymore. WWE retired that, which I love that belt. Yeah, me too. Exactly. I love that belt. That was a belt. And, and that, that's why we won't see that one anymore. But look at No, I think paper. we will. I think we will. Okay. All right. Give we'll it time. I, I think Cody, Ray, Cody Rhodes, when he wins the title, he brings that belt back. Because that was the belt that okay. his dad won. And I think Triple H lets him do it, too. Probably. Exactly. So, guys, any – I mean, we got we got a Hall of Fame match here for AEW. We got Brian Danielson versus Chris Jericho. That, that's a awesome match. We got we got the Elite. We got Omega and the Young Bucks versus uh, to, be ter- to Be Determined uh, Trio's world title. So, I think whoever wins – Wardlow FTR versus Jay Lethal and the Motor City Machine Guns will go on to face uh, the Elite for the World Trios Championship. We also got the Casino Ladder Match. The winner receives a future AEW World Championship match. So you got Claudio Casanova in there, Wheeler, uh, Wheeler Yuta, Ray Phoenix, uh, Andrande on this. We got Jungle Boy and Christian Cage. It's a packed card. But is it too packed? 14 matches. Yeah, no, I was just going to say, those are some big names. Is there enough time to actually engage the crowd yeah. from start of match to end of match? I think there's going to be a lot of disappointing matchups because there's so many. Yeah, I think a lot, yeah. Yeah, I think a lot of the matches will go shorter than expected. Uh, but we have to remember, this particular pay-per-view, this is their WrestleMania pay-per-view. This is their oh, big is that, daddy okay, one. This I was is what they started out I was, I was, that's what I was going to ask you, is all out, like, you know, I knew Starcade for WCW was, like, the equivalent of WrestleMania for WWE, but I didn't know what AEW's major pay-per-view was, so it's all out. I, I didn't realize that. Yep, that's why it's such a big Yo, card. That's a, that's a jam-packed card for, I mean, yeah, it, it's a it's a WrestleMania type of card, I guess. It's a It's a huge card, but... Yeah. At the same time, I feel like they don't have the crowd yet to do something like that. They should no, focus and, on quality, not volume. 
And I'll I tell you what, if you guys watched uh, Dynamite the other night, that trios match with the Young Bucks and Kenny Omega and then Will Ospreay and the Aussie, that match oh, was, was fucking phenomenal. Oh, that was a good match, man. That was a great match. Oh, my God. That should that should have been the finals on this particular pay-per-view. Will Ospreay, yeah. that dude is so smooth in the ring, it's not even funny. I'm... I, I don't know how WWE didn't get him signed. I don't know how AEW hasn't gotten him signed yet. Because he doesn't want it. He doesn't want to. He's afraid that he's going to get lumped into bad matches, or they're going to. Yeah, he'll probably he'll probably make the move at the right time, right? Yeah. But I, the reason he didn't go to WWE, and I don't blame him, is, is when Vince was in charge. Look how many guys they fucked up when they brought to the main roster. And, oh, so many of them, bro. Oh no, I agree with you. Yeah. So, oh yeah. Even like Kevin Owens, like they did, he he mismanaged Kevin Owens. I think a lot. Hundred percent, and Sami Zayn, and Sami Zayn, well, exactly, exactly. And, and and I'm I'm surprised Triple H is bringing back the old Kevin Owens. I I used to love that Kevin Owens, the Prize Fighter character. Yeah, that's phenomenal. And I I think you're starting to see, uh, his vision is him and Sami Zayn are gonna team up to take on uh, the Usos. For the title, okay. so I think that's coming soon. Nice. Right, any chance we see the MJ body at All Out uh, Sunday night? I think he comes back. Okay. I think I think it's a, okay. that's going to be their surprise is he comes back at All Out. Okay. Because they usually have right, some, a surprise, a surprise somebody coming or something. So I think it's MJF coming back is they're going to be that's going to be their surprise. That's awesome. a pretty good surprise, I'd say. It would be. All right, guys, that's all. I'm excited about it. It's been a great show. Uh, we look forward. We'll be taking Monday off for Labor Day. Everybody, enjoy your holiday. We'll be back next Friday with our first pick for the Pyramid of Punishment. So, looking forward to that. Um, we got. Uh, so, um, sorry. We'll probably talk, uh, recap the pay-per-views on Friday. Uh, and for everybody that's wondering, uh, Josh, you know I'll have these up on Plex probably on Monday or Tuesday. So, anyways, you can enjoy it. Uh, but, all right, guys, thanks for listening. We will be back again on Friday. And take us out, Josh. This code this is for you, Josh. But this bud is for you. <laughs> all right. Bye, guys. We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch where it takes us. Cultural topics and sports, baby, you know we got it, always our response is amazing. All bases covered, yeah, yeah, you know you love it, our thoughts, they be off with a dome. First to the second, the topics, they change like the weather, then you know we bringing it home. We cover all bases, face it, you can't erase us, back and forth, watch how we sh-